Support for this NPR podcast comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, family-owned, operated, and argued over since 1980. Proud supporter of independent thought, whether that's online, over the air, or in a bottle. More at sierranevada.com. I'm Bob Boylan with All Songs Considered. It's the last weekend of July, that time of year, when I go to the friendliest music festival around, the Newport Folk Festival. This festival's nearly 60-year history is steeped in the roots of American traditions, and it expands beyond the singer-songwriter tradition that the words folk music might conjure. This year we'll be treated to the electronic R&B of Moses Sumney, the gospel sounds of Warren Treaty, the lyrical rock of Courtney Barnett, the Nashville sounds of Margot Price and Jason Isbell. Then there's the brilliant guitar of St. Vincent, the instrumental vibes of Kurungbin, and so much more that you just wouldn't think would be at a folk music festival, but that's Newport. We'll be broadcasting live during the day, Friday morning, July 27th, throughout the weekend, courtesy of TuneIn and their Newport Folk Channel. NPR Music will post many of the sets later in the All Songs Considered Live Concert podcast. But today on our show, I talk with the festival's executive producer, Jay Sweet. It's our annual chat. This year, we'll begin our chat with some of the lesser-known artists. And I begin by asking Jay to tell me the new artist he's most looking forward to. His answer, Daniel Norgren. He's amazing. You know, a Swedish guy and obviously turned on by a lot of the kind of American South and some of that kind of his golden messenger type sound and which I'm a sucker for and a little bit of that Uncle Tupelo vibe and, 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 and what I've a always voice. been a fan. And what oh, a, oh, right. oh, what a, yeah. And it, it's one of those voices that, you know, in typical, especially Newport folk fashion, it's one of those voices that you grow to love. It's not something that maybe his you know, a, a a somebody who's waiting for some perfect pitched thing. It's just got so much character in it. How about if we play uh, I Waited For You? Uh, yeah, it's my favorite. By, by well, Daniel you, you got my favorite. Here we go. I love this vibe with the vibe of Newport. And for those who've never been there, it's not like any other festival. I, 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 although uh, I, I did see Daniel first at, uh, at Pickathon, and he was in a forest. 
and that felt good, <laughs> right? This is uh, yes. this is airy, open at the water, lots of friendly people and families and music lovers. But uh, I think what's different, and it's funny because I know Pickathon has been compared to Newport a lot, and I love the people that run that. We're kind of feel like we're sisters slash brothers in arms. You know, the interesting is is you need a Pickathon slash or you know a Newport where something that has some subtleties and can be played in a hush environment. And the interesting thing about Newport is you've experienced it firsthand. There could be 10,000 people and you honestly could hear a pin drop, (laughs) you know, (laughs) on the stage. And I think that shows the respect of the people, the fans that go because they just want to hear music. There's so no frills, you know, we, we don't have Ferris wheels and weird sculptures, sound sculptures and dancing, you know, people on stilts walking. We don't have any of that. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. if you love music and you want to just be sated by music, I think, I think we're your place. I'm going to play. How about we do, uh, tell us about the war and treaty. Yeah. It's so funny because, you know, swamp soul is something I'm always, uh, another, uh, addicted to it. But I think what's really interesting, you know, about Michael and Tanya, who are Warren Treaty, and I think you know this is, you know, Michael was an Iraq veteran. And it was really funny because it was about how to help people deal with trauma and deal with the stresses of being in war. And what an amazing way to do that you know, through song. And it, and it was strangely, I know it's just kind of a big leap, but I, I, when I first saw them and I knew a little bit about, you know, Michael's story specifically, it kind of reminded me how Johnny Cash got through his stint with music, you know, by, by wanting to write music in the war. I don't know. It's, it, it kind of reminded me of that whole Southern mentality of, of Sturgill has, you know, been in, in, in the military as well, Sturgill Simpson. And I just thought with with these guys, though, you have that part, but you have the treaty part. You have Tanya's <laughs> voice. You know, Hi Ho is a perfect song where, you know, there's tension, right, Be- between these two, both as a male-female, as uh, the war and the treaty. I think the metaphor and the name of the band is pretty pretty perfect. That's great. Let's play this husband and wife duo, by the way. I don't think we've mentioned that, uh, the war and treaty. Yes. We played, uh, a song called Hi Ho. Three, ha! If I don't bust the arrows fly, love done it right at me. If I don't bust the arrows fly, hitting in that summer left to cry. But I'm in love and I ain't lying. Love done it right at me. Ha, oh, yeah, Love done it right at me. Ha, oh, yeah, Love done it right at me. Right at me. 
there's something so like there's almost traditional Irish music there, right? Yeah, there's ways, a jig right? in there. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I mean, just how do you think that's going to go over on the quad ten on uh, Sunday? Yeah, just, <laughs> like that's right. It's now, just going to be church, man. There are three spaces for those who haven't been there, right? Yeah, so. there, there's three and and then the half, right? right? So there's the three. There's the fort stage, which is looks out on this massive expanse of Narragansett Bay. And then there's the quad stage, which is in the middle of Fort Adams. It's the parade grounds in the middle of a fort surrounded by 30-foot high concrete walls. And then there's the harbor stage, which is, as the name says, it's by the harbor. You look out over Newport Harbor. And then there's the museum stage, which is uh, basically a space that we hold sacrosanct because it's basically, we call it for Pete's sake, it's... uh, kind of the holy ground of where we keep Pete Seeger's permeating spirit uh, as the founder of the festival alive by doing all sorts of things in the, in the museum, which, by the way, only holds about 135 people. <laughs> so, yes, we have a stage on site that is uh, inside of a building that holds 135 people. In the past, Chris Funk has uh, curated that space. Who's, who's doing it uh, this year? What do we got cooking? Oh, man, I, got, I have John Stewart of Wilco. Yep, and I have and, our, the, and our, his band uh, is playing uh, the audience. Yeah, Autumn Defense, Autumn Defense uh, yeah. is playing with Pat, another uh, member of, of Wilco. Saturday, we have J.P. Harris, our old friend and standby out of Nashville, who's basically part of our family and uh, an amazing artist unto himself. And then we have the uh, most amazing, uh, one of my favorite true folk troubadours, uh, Joe Purdy, who is helping us curate the Sunday. We've mentioned like all of fairly unknown names. I want to do one more unknown, then I want to talk about some of the philosophy and the kinds of bands you bring for those who don't know Newport. And I'm just going to say that this year we will, with the help of TuneIn, we're going to broadcast live from the different stages, and then uh, NPR Music will archive many sets, not all sets, but we'll choose uh, sets and archive uh, those sets after the festival. So that's what's happening. Why don't you play me one more, like, discovery, unknown, first time? Sure. Well, we're we're talking about the museum. And when I was talking to John Stewart, and we were just on the phone and trying to kind of like what you and I do, like, who you, who's turning you on? Right. What's turning me on is, uh, well, we were talking about the museum and, you know, about artists that are there. And I, one of the newer artists I really love is Kaya Cater. And it was interesting because when John Stewart and I were talking about who we thought would be great, we both said her name almost at the exact <laughs> same time. She is perfect Winnipeg to West Virginia. And that's actually, quite that's frankly, <laughs> her thing. And then, But the, the funniest thing is it describes her sound. Yeah. It literally, it's it's kind of this crazy cool Canadian Appalachia and she's one of those people where it's just as important of what she doesn't play is equally as important as what she does play it's the space between the notes is is what turns me on let's play St. Elizabeth here we go I am slave to your land I will die by your hand Elizabeth the church it did call me Elizabeth to sing in salvation and joy but the carriage is stained I'm broken and plain Elizabeth take me up to your glory Elizabeth on white and screeching wheels for the serpent has died, I remain by your side, Elizabeth. Can't you hear me calling from me? 
with black and rotten teeth, white roses all around, and covered on the can't you hear me calling from beneath, with black and frozen feet, white roses all around, and covered on the hard pressed to pull this down by the way <laughs> yeah I, I was i just went into just kind of what i said beforehand about those spaces it's yeah. the breath in there it's the it's the notes not played and that takes a lot and for someone who's pretty young it, it takes a, a some wisdom on when to not overplay or add more than is necessary and i think it's pretty powerful i think that's a perfect example of it that's fabulous so uh that's a bunch of unknowns. There's a <laughs> curious on the lineup. It did say Cheech and Chong. Yeah, you did read that right. <laughs> I did read that right. Now, I don't know which, because generationally I'm not sure who knows Cheech and Chong, who does not know Cheech and Chong, but they were they were like the breath of, well, the marijuana-smelling breath of a, of a generation uh, in the in the seventies, especially of humor, they were like the breath of humor is what I was trying to get at, and all of that. Yeah. I just never thought of them, although they did some some musical comedy. I just never think of them. Yeah, um, and that's it's. I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, um, I got to give credit where credit is due. I was talking to our creative director, Caps, and I said, um, you know, we've been very fortunate to work with some people who understood Newport, like. And I think you, when I say that, I mean the historical aspect of Newport yeah. and how important it is about, you know, what Pete set it up to be, which was, you know, a place where artists can safely speak slash sing their mind that is not beholden to the corporate powers that be. And we, we've been fortunate to have, you know, people like Nancy and, and Beth and Flight of the Concords and others who have used humor to get across some important messages and George and I actually talked about this, George Ween, who we talked about earlier. You know, he, he had always wanted to get the Smothers Brothers. Because when I asked him, you know, a Perfect, long ago, yeah. I, said, I said, listen, you know, I'm, I'm taking, going way out on this limb here a couple of years back when we did the Flight of the Concords. And I said, you know, I think it's imperative. He, I, I thought I was trying to convince him, and he just shut me up like he will do if I start to get too verbose and just said, hey, man, I wanted the Smothers Brothers. I get what you're doing. So anyway, the, the funny thing is we kind of were kidding around. And this was during a, um, I think people, a lot of people were hearing our current president talk about building a wall between Mexico and the United States. And we thought, well, that's an interesting thing. But what would be a really interesting perspective if we had some Mexican-Americans talk, sing, describe how they felt about something like a wall? And we just called up uh, and said, hey, would they have any interest in, you know, would they get it? Would they, would they understand what they're walking into? And there was definitely some education, but they immediately were like, wait, the Newport? You know, yep. And they said, wow, would we, you know, do you, are you going to make us do anything? And I said, I've never done that to any artist. I said, we'll give you your, you know, 60 minutes and, and you are safe to do what you feel you want to do. <laughs> and I so I cannot um, wait to see what I can't is. either. By the way, that's just saying is like, I guess what I'm trying to say with that is like, I don't really know what's going to happen, um, which is a little scary, but <laughs> I think they have thing, some things to say about what it's like to be a Mexican-American. 
I'm going to play something that may be representative of what they do or may not be. It's from this, uh, it's called the Cheech and Chong Anthem. It's, uh, it's or parenthetically, it says, weed are the world. <laughs> and uh, it's from an animated movie. Let's, let's give this a, a minute, a little breath of, uh, of comedy, and uh, we'll be right back. We're Cheech and Chong, and we're still smoking strong. <laughs> we're Cheech. We're down to party all night long. Dave's not here, just Pedro and man. We're bounced into town in a low rider van. We're on the run from Los Cochinos. They're rounding up all the old hippies and Latinos. We don't need to make a new dope deal. We go to the doctor where it's all nice and legal. Does your mama know about me? They put me in the slammer, but now I'm free. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm guessing they're gonna do that song. Uh. Yeah. 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 I think. I think they also have some stuff that's a little bit more timely. I. Uh, not that that's not timely. Believe me. But I think they have some ones of that'll deal with the politics of the day. That, of the current events. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the real current events. Right, that's right. what we've heard. So. Yeah. No. That was that was nearly a random pick there. But but uh, <laughs> but, but yeah. yeah uh, you could know. be. Could be. Yeah. So. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. I'm talking with Jay Sweet, the executive producer of the Newport Folk Festival. I'm Bob Boylan, and you're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Stitcher Premium. Featuring Weird Al Yankovic from his recent ridiculously self-indulgent, ill-advised vanity tour, where for the first time he played just his original songs. Enjoy 77 performances each unique with a different set list, professionally mixed and mastered, and including Al's impromptu stage banter. Listen to Weird Al Yankovic now on Stitcher Premium. For a free month of Stitcher Premium, go to stitcherpremium.com slash weirdal and use promo code SONGS. Support also comes from NPR sponsor, Indeed. When it comes to hiring, you don't have time to waste. You need help getting to your short list of qualified candidates fast. With Indeed, post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates. And when you need to hire fast, accelerate your results with sponsored jobs. New users can try for free when you sign up at Indeed.com slash NPR podcast. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. I'm Bob Boylan. I'm here with Jay Sweet, the guy who picks the bands to play the Newport Folk Festival. We've talked about uh, Cheech and Chong, and we've talked about you know a Swedish singer. We, we have <laughs> a, a right? just that's true. Right. It's sorry. It's just right. it's funny. You're making yeah, me laugh. No, like I, yeah. Cheech and Chong and an unknown Swedish singer. What could and, go and, wrong and at Newport? From, from Winnipeg, <laughs> who plays banjo. And then, uh, so philosophy-wise, like, wow. like I do this with the tiny desk. Like when you're curating something, you want it to have its uniqueness, but you don't want to box it in. Before you start doing this, 10 years ago, you would have said Newport Folk, and they would have rattled off a bunch of singer-songwriters. Mm-hmm. Don't do that anymore. But no, you have to still, <laughs> Jay, you still have to have a philosophy of who you say yes and no to. So how, what's the big approach, the big picture when you think of this? The kind of underlying spirit, as I mentioned about, say, the museum is Pete Seeger, who is the founder and spirit of the, the festival. And the interesting thing is he's the one that kind of allowed me to bring it where I wanted to bring it. He was the one who okayed Beck. That was a big deal when I brought Beck, you know, and I talked to Pete about it at length. 
And he was like, well, send me some stuff. And we, I sent him Sea Change and we listened to Sea Change together over the phone. He's like, this guy's incredible. And yeah. And then The Decemberist, another band. He was a huge fan of The Decemberist. He loved Shaky Graves. These are things that I think about. And I think about who needs a place, a safe haven to be represented in music. I think the musical philosophy is, is it trying to get a message across? And I think that we really, really focus on people that are trying to expand music, especially music that's you know, played with real instruments. I think that you have to remember from the very beginning, we had people like Dylan who were pushing the envelope and you had, at the same time you had the Dylan, you had the Johnny Cash, you had Janis Joplin, you had all these people that were redefining their genres, or at least trying to push the boundaries of them. They might not have been popular. You have to remember a lot of those people that I just mentioned, say, you know, Bob Dylan in 1963 and 64 was not that popular. <laughs> you know, these were people that, that uh, you know, we've also used the analogy of the island of misfit toys. This is where the artists that might not fit in to the mainstream um, some do, and some don't. How about this? I play this. It's not the characteristic Newport stuff that you'd expect. I don't even know who this is. The band is called Glorietta. The song is Heat Stroke. You tell me who this is, but let's listen a little first. I don't know anything about them, but I know that I, I can tell the border. They're somewhere below, uh, you know, the Mason-Dixon line would be my guess. There's a, <laughs> there's a, there's a levity to this music that, uh, yeah. yeah, right? So Which is me. exactly why. So this is the good part of my life. Um, when you get a phone call from uh, Matthew Logan Vasquez of Delta Spirit, middle brother, and his own... Uh, solo, I mean, who's one of my favorite characters in music, as you know. Yeah. Um, you get a call and he's just like, I'm drunk in a hot tub in Glorieta, New Mexico <laughs> with a bunch of Newport folk alum. This was, he was in the hot tub. <laughs> and it was, he's like, I was like, who's there? He's like, I got Noah Gunderson, Kelsey Wilson from Wild Child, David Ramirez, Jason Robert Bloom. Uh, and, he's, and, I, and he's like, oh, and, and we just convinced... Nathaniel Waitlift to get in, in, in his car and drive. And I was like, you really are wasted. He's like, yeah. I was like, what are you guys doing? He's like, we rented an Airbnb for like four days and we have a bunch of tequila and a bunch of food and we're going to just jam. And I said, well, if it's any good, send me the stuff. And he's like, sure. And then the next night I get a phone message because I saw it was him <laughs> and I didn't answer because it was like two in the morning and it, it was this track. It was like that. Oh and I was God. like, wow, this is really great. And I'm stupidly opened my mouth and said, if you can convince all those guys to come to Newport, you're on. <laughs> I'm in. I'll book it right now. And he was like, 
seriously? I was like, yeah, I'll book it right now if you guys, because there's so much folk alum in there. I was like, you know, yes. And boom. By the way, their inaugural show will be on the stages of the Newport Folk Festival. That's hilarious. And that speaks to family, right? Family. It speaks to family that's such a part of the DNA of Newport. Lots of things happen. People get up on stages together. That's the beauty of the family. Yeah, my favorite, you you and I have talked about this. My, My favorite part, honestly, of the whole thing is when I look over to my assistant and I forget whose set this is. I remember that um, Glenn Hansard sat, right, a right. couple of years back when it was supposed to be him solo. And at one point I looked around, there was 13 people on the stage. <laughs> um, Elvis Costello's done it a number That's of right. times. I mean, you've been there. There's a couple of, there's a big fat hole Saturday night at the end of Saturday there is? night. Isn't there? Isn't there an unannounced <laughs> there Saturday <is>? night? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, I, I, I should look at the schedule. Who do we got Saturday night? <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah. Here's the thing with that. Yeah. I think you know that I will go through hoops to put the single best lineup I can. And sometimes, you know, there are market forces and there are just a thousand reasons why we can't bring certain artists. I mean, last year we were, you and I were talking about this last year. These are the artists that were not on the lineup last year that somehow showed up. Roger Waters, Bonnie Vare, Shaky Graves, My Morning Jacket, <laughs> Lucius, Nathaniel Ratliff, Margot Price, Raylan Baxter. I, by the way, there's 17 names. Oh. Sharon Van Etten. None, none of those people were announced last year. And, and part of that is because we don't use any names to sell the tickets. So that allows us to go get artists that we can't afford to come play. And we're pretty small. We're a nonprofit. We are not part of the bigger machinery of the festival circuit. And in order to get the best lineup, sometimes you just have to not, mm, not say, you know, not announce. But uh, I will say that, and this might be, you know, sound weird, but if this festival for you is about the headliners, I don't think it's your festival. That's it. <laughs> and we end uh, Newport with something called The Change Is Gonna Come uh, in the spirit of... I I recently watched Festival, which is a a documentary of Newport. Was it 63 to 66-ish? And... uh, That's 65, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and and you could just see this spirit and and much of it coming from the gospel spirit of bringing people You've really actually, without us talking about this, you've really nailed exactly what the impetus was behind that set. I think we did the Speak Out set last year to celebrate Newport's long history with... Freedom of speech, which is important in today's climate. This one, A Change is Gonna Come, is, like Speak Out, is celebrating Newport's long history with the civil rights movement and equality. It goes to all these things that Newport has been part of. And, and, and to celebrate it, I think, is a double-edged sword. I think celebrating Newport's history with that is important, but it's kind of scary that we... It's still it's still important today to get that message out. And you'd think after, you know, uh, 59 years, we wouldn't have to be doing a set that has to raise the awareness of civil rights. It's something I'm really looking forward to. And it's also kind of sad that we even have to think about it after after all these years. But it's quite unifying and what happens on stage with all these musicians getting together. And, and, you know, with just. Yes. And and. And, and that's very much in the spirit of the original festivals. And I will say this, that, you know, there's also, I miss Sharon. I miss Sharon Jones. Uh, I miss Charles Bradley. I miss some of these people that 
uh, were really important to me. So to, and and you know having someone as amazing as John Batiste and the Dap Kings to be the host band, mm. uh, that's it, extraordinary. You know, yeah. it's going to be pretty amazing. Thanks. Let's go out on Sam Cook here. Wish he could be there, but he will be in spirit. Thanks, Jay Sweet. Looking forward to Newport. Thank you, buddy. All right, cheers. As always. Newport Folk Festival's executive producer, Jay Sweet, will be broadcasting live from the Newport Folk Festival beginning Friday, July 27th, courtesy of TuneIn and their Newport Folk Channel. The festival is a daytime festival, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Archive sets will appear in the All Songs Considered Live concert podcast beginning the following week. I'm Bob Boylan. For NPR Music, it's All Songs Considered. But I know